0: Welcome back to the and Celtics podcast. George Bletcher here with Chelsea Sherrod. First episode of the 2022-2023 season. The season is just under a week away from tipping. Celtics hosting the 76ers, which yeah. could be a glimpse of what the Eastern Conference Finals hold. We're going to go through what our predictions are for the season. Of course, talk about Joe Mazzulla as head coach and everything else in between injuries. Rotations look like the roster build of this team. Chelsea, I want to start with. The excitement you're feeling for this season about to begin.
1: I can't wait. I'm so excited for this season. I mean, even given everything that's gone on over the past month with the Celtics, I'm super excited for this season. They've you know, pretty much got their core group back for this year. They have a great chance to run it back. Um, I'm really excited that we are, you know, going to have the full season to do this podcast and really just hone in and really pay attention to what the Celtics are doing throughout the year. And everyone knows George's voice did not get deeper. He's just a little raspy because he's getting getting over a cold. Um, Off-season surgery forever. me included. But, um, no, I'm really, really excited to see if the Celtics can – do what they wanted to do last year, and actually win a world championship with this team. Um, So, yeah, I'm super excited.
0: Especially, you hit the nail on the head. I always love teams that get close and lose or just lose. Yeah. And their second chance. Yeah. What happens later? You know, you could, in college basketball, it happens a lot. Villanova getting upset, winning the national championship the next year. Mm -hmm. UVA being a one seed, getting upset, and then Virginia wins it all the next year, literally. A team that got close, Jason Tatum learned the hard way. He needs to work out to have his legs in better shape, given his shoulder, his wrist, which he yep. says are good, a different story. Yep. The bench got short. But now, I mean, they've returned not just the core, but like their main eight guys mm-hmm. in rotation from last season. Yeah. Then they have the addition of Malcolm Brogdon, Danilo Gallinari. We'll see if we see him at all this season. Mm-hmm. But there is, they added pieces, and on the court, they got a lot better. Yeah. And that's what I want to see a jump in Jason Tatum, especially. Right. And how good that team was as the best offensive and defensive team last month and a half, two months of the season last year, do they start off the bat like this? Right. And then also one thing to me, I think with Jalen Brown at media day, when I was there asked about the trade rumors, him being in talks with the nets, Mm -hmm. asked about his SMH tweet. He said, I don't feel any type of way about it. It is what it is. It is what it isn't. I don't care. He cares. And just like in game six, we saw what a locked in Jalen can be. I expect a big jump from him this season because that fuels him. And he knows that maybe he knows, I think he knows his role, that he's not the best player on this team, but he wants to get paid as such. And also with his ability and his talent, his athleticism and his IQ, he can become the best player on the team. Yeah. So he has to prove himself to the Celtics. He has to do that in order for them to have a shot at a championship and also for him to get paid, paid. So I think it's a huge year for Jalen Brown, a few years out from getting an extension or a free agency. But in general, just to him to prove what he is. And am I a top 30, top 25, top 20 player in this league?
1: Absolutely. And I mean, we all saw the videos of Jalen working out in the summer, in the pool, doing the squat jumps and stuff like that. So we know how locked in he is for this year. And that I do think that there's a little bit of a chip on his shoulder, especially from last season. Um, But I do think that he proved himself in the playoffs, that he can be that player that they need him to be. One thing that you said about you know them running, running it back, so to speak, they're the title favorites this season. So I think that everyone has their eyes on the Celtics, especially given that they do have their core group back and what they can do. And so what it really comes down to is the Celtics. We've seen them at their worst, especially last season in December and how they kind of turned around their year to make it to the finals. And I'm not expecting them to have a Golden State Warriors so was it, what was that? 73 wins, seventy seventy yeah, seventy-three 73 win season. No one's expecting that, especially given, you know, Robert Williams coming off of, you know, surgery, um, you're incorporating new guys and stuff like that. But I do think that you can probably see a little more consistency with the Celtics this year, especially because these guys are getting older and more experienced with. Jalen and Jason and also you bring in guys like Malcolm Brogdon you obviously have the experience of Al Horford there Blake Griffin even though he's not the Blake Griffin that we saw years ago jumping over cars and dunk contests but he still brings a lot of experience and a veteran mindset I do think that one thing that is going to be something that is going to be paid attention to this season is how Joe Missoula is able to drive this team to where they need to be I do think that we might or we could expect there to be situations where his inexperience might show um, in late game situations and, you know, decision-making with rotations. I do think that he's, you know, he has a great team around him with Brad Stevens being in the front office. And I do think that they're going to set him up for success, but that's it's very possible for those situations to happen with his inexperience. So, you know, we're in for a good season, um, but we'll have to see how things go, especially starting out.
0: Yeah, of course, Joe Mazzulla as an interim head coach, his only prior head coaching experience was at Fairmont State. Yeah. The most games he coached in a season was 31. This is 82.
1: Right, And it's more than
0: 82 because the Celtics, their floor is a playoffs. To me, their floor is a Eastern Conference semifinals. Right. But that's how it's going to be in long haul, and I agree. But defensively, which to me is what the success of the Celtics relies on because you know what they're going to get from the Jays mm-hmm. and the guys around them. Mm-hmm. But defensively is where it starts. Luckily for them, Joe Missoula is the defensive mastermind of this team. Yeah. When Derek White was brought in via trade from the Spurs last season, he was sent to Joe Missoula to learn the defense. And Derek right. White was a key piece, especially off the bench. Right. Now the rotation gets deeper with Missoula. But going back to the point you made, though, I agree. Because when stuff gets hard, because it's a long NBA season, mm-hmm. not everything's going to go how it has to. Yeah. Not everything will go how you want it to or expect it. It's going to be a lot of adversity. Yeah. When those guys are barking at each other, can a 34-year-old Joe Missoula coax them? Get them to lock in, get them to buy in, because what Ime Udoka brought along last season was the leadership that team needed. Yeah. So it goes back to Tatum, Brown, and Smart. Are you guys going to be the leaders that you need to be? Yeah. Especially at that young age.
1: Yeah, and I feel like you know, I think there's two sides to that because I think that due to them having to deal with the Ime Udoka, you know, situation how shocking that was, I do think that there is some sense of okay, we need to have it together. Because there are things that are out of our control, we have a you know first year head coach in the NBA. We're gonna have to be the ones, you know, we have to really step up in this situation as far as the Jays are concerned. Um, but also, it's kind of just like Ime Udoka was a guy that they trusted when Ime was first hired last year. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, Grant Williams. You know, we really like this guy. He's a player's coach. Like he gets us. It's nice to have a guy who looks like us. You know, running the show. And so I feel like. Yes, they do understand that Joe can do this job, but I do think that he also is going to have to gain the trust of the players as far as, okay, I'm not going to let you guys down in certain situations. I am, one, learning, and this is a new experience for me as well, but I have, like, your best interest at heart. I do think that there is going to have to be a little bit of relationship building between Joe Missoula and the players
0: especially in that role you need to listen to me now absolutely is what I'm gonna give you yeah and I have to believe he's setting him up for success right I think what Brad Stevens has said from the jump when he said Missoula is gonna run the bench said a lot to me basically saying Joe's gonna run the team now mm-hmm. on the court but and he's saying like I'm gonna help out when I can and it's not a way of he has no interest at all in stepping back on that floor as a coach he wants to stay as a president of basketball ops for the Celtics mm-hmm. But he understands that it's not just on Joe. It's a collaborative effort. Missoula said the same thing at Media Day himself. He's like, I, you know, I don't have to come in and establish myself as an authority. I need to keep doing what I've done. These guys, everyone said they love him. Everyone says they're excited for him. They believe in him as a coach. He like He doesn't have to change anything. What's going to be important for him is delegating, especially when you have a guy like Damon Stoudemire on the bench with you. Mm-hmm. A guy that's really pivotal, was crucial in Marcus Smart's turnaround as a role player in his role and how he played, but also just in general how that backcourt listens to him. Absolutely. And Mizzoula, it's big. He was a guy that sat behind the bench last season. Yep. He wasn't even on that front row, per yeah, se. Yeah,
1: this is very new. You're running it now. This is very new. Yeah, And even as far as Marcus Smart is concerned, Joe Missoula says that he trusts Marcus Smart on both ends of the floor. And I think that's huge, huge, huge as huge, well huge. because we all know about Marcus's inconsistencies offensively, and we saw a lot of that in the postseason. We obviously know what he can bring defensively, but for you to have your coach say that and to, for him to you know believe in you and things like that, like I think that that's huge for the team in general, but definitely for Marcus Smart's mindset. And even recently, like I think this was today, Sports Illustrated put out, the, a cover and it was the Celtics. And it's Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart in the middle and it says men on a mission. And so in the caption is, you know, the Celtics are out to prove last year wasn't a fluke. And I think for everyone they're like, okay, like Yes, you had this great turnaround and you got to the finals, but you didn't get it done. And it's like, can these guys actually get it done? And there's so much adversity that they're going through already with Ime, with losing Danilo Gallinari, with bringing in new guys, with having a first year head coach. If they're able to do that this year, that that will be incredible for them. That would be huge for them to win a world championship. So I think that everyone is thinking, you know, okay, we've gotten to this point before. Can they actually do it? And I think this year, especially with the pieces that they have and the pieces that they've added in the offseason, that they can. Or at least they have a great shot. Yeah, yeah. Because
0: especially they know, and how it is anytime, especially from a national scope, that when stuff starts to sputter here in Boston, it's trademark is smart. Oh my yeah, God, J- I know. Jason and Jalen Brown play together. Joe Mazzula can't Brown. do it. Yeah.
1: There's going to be a lot of talk throughout the season. A lot of noise. And you know what?
0: I think this is a team that can hug that adversity and say, like, bring it on mm-hmm. in a way of, all right, keep saying that prove them wrong prove them wrong yeah. prove them wrong because that's what they're out to do. Yeah. But it is that's the buy-in that you want. And it's it's important for the to have the buy-in for Marcus Smart because the second Malcolm Brogdon was brought in, it said should he be the starting point guard? Malcolm Brogdon himself said I wanted to come here. He's up for any role, especially being a sixth man. Obviously, he wants to play minutes. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when asked about what a backcourt of him and Marcus Smart means to him, he said it's the best defensive backcourt in the league, which yeah. 100% is yeah. when they're at their peak power. Yeah. And we've already seen the assist numbers. We've seen what they've done in the preseason, playing together same time on the floor. But ready, Malcolm Brogdon, how he looks fitting into the scheme. Preseason basketball is a sliver of what we'll see. Right. But there is that hit-the-ground running and the comfortability that they brought back from last season running that system and a guy like Malcolm Brogdon already thriving, mm-hmm. and you see players step up around him. Mm-hmm. Now we'll see who's going to be the extra shooter. What's the jump that Pritchard's going to make? Is J- J.D. Davison or Sam Hauser actually going to have, you know, impactful minutes and actually hit shots that they need them to and actually matter and have substance on the court? Are those guys going to fall back in the rotation? But they're so deep again that again with the veterans with the core that they have, they're already in a great spot.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm rooting for Sam Hauser. I like. I really am. For him to be able to come off the bench, cold, and be able to hit threes and hit clutch threes, even in their overtime loss to the Raptors, and they've you know they're two and one in the preseason so far. They've got their last preseason game on Friday, but that was an overtime loss with the Raptors as well. So they definitely could have won that game. Sam Hauser has hit, I believe, twelve out of his twenty threes that he's taken in the preseason. Mm-hmm. For him to be able to have that type of impact coming off the bench is huge especially with them losing Danilo Gallinari to the ACL tear that he suffered in the off season to have Sam out there to kind of stretch the floor for the Celtics. I mean, I think that he'd be a great fit for it. I think that he's definitely making his case to be able to be that for the Celtics and why not? Um, We talked about having Blake Griffin in there, but he's kind of going to be like a a backup big, so to speak. Like he doesn't hit shots like Sam can Mm. consistently. And that's something that Sam Hauser has worked on over the past few years is being able to make threes and hit shots consistently. Um, And I think that he'll be able to make a big impact and he can kind of fill that void that Gallinari was going to have this season so yeah. I'm rooting for Sam
0: because even as a big man the like Gallinari was wasn't he's not a traditional big man right not even the best defensive guy you could ask for but a guy that could come in run off screens catch and shoot hit shots right create the flow of the offense Hauser can do the same yeah and I agree I mean that's a guy who finds his footing especially like just think about the role he can play in three-year 5.7 million dollar contract that mm-hmm. he's on with the Celtics that if he pans out this season and moving forward, like that's a huge bargain guy and a huge piece you need to making a title type run.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we'll see with, you know, Robert Williams and his return, what that looks like with Al Horford. And we talked about, you know, the minutes for Al Horford. And yeah. we were, when we were talking earlier, you were saying, you know, Blake Griffin can be that guy to Limit, yes, save his legs, yes, to save um, Al's legs, to give him rest. Um, but I think it's like the one thing for the Celtics, especially, which is so key to having your guys return is, you know, what you're getting out of everyone. Like Al Horford is like, he's just, he's big out. Like everyone knows what they're getting from Al. So you know what you're going to get from him. You know what you're getting from Rob when he comes back, even though there is going to be a little bit of, I wouldn't say, um, weariness, but you know, there's going to be a point in time where he's going to have to get back into being in game shape or being game ready and how many minutes can he play so I think that as long as these guys can stay consistent especially for their bigs that'll be huge for the Celtics yeah
0: especially with Rob gonna miss the first few weeks of the season yeah and there's gonna be the big cloud around him is he ever gonna be right again because that's a guy that he set himself a reoccurring issue with his knee yeah there was a ramp up to get ready for the season had to get a really late surgery gonna miss it right and on it for Rob he said when he was asked like are you still solid with your decision to play? He said, Yeah, of course. It's the finals. Right. I'm a man. I made that decision. He owned it. Yeah. For as much crap as people want to give the Celtics, saying they've rushed him back. Rob is the one that at the end of the day has to step on that floor mm-hmm. and go play. And he was he was at peace with that, which I think is big. But yeah, if they hold it down, we'll see a lot of small ball Celtics until he's back, too, I believe, Yeah. Too. So it'll it gives Joe Mazzula an early test. It gives his the team an early test, but at the same time, it gives them fits where they can go back to that later in the season. You used to play small ball. We played it. We can do it. So yeah, in a way, they can, this adversity can help him out in the long run as mm-hmm. long as Rob is back there healthy. They yeah. need him. Defensively, he has to be there for them to make another late playoff run. It Absolutely. says a lot about what he played through in the finals because he was one of their best players in the finals mm-hmm. and is playing on that knee that kept hurting him.
1: Yeah. I think one thing that we saw last season a lot with the Celtics was their inconsistencies down the stretch. And I think that that's definitely something that they've, you know, had talks about over the offseason, over the course of the offseason. And I do think that comes down to depth, but I think that also comes down to just better decision making. Um, And I think that if they can kind of, you know, get that together, being able to play the full 48 minutes, like if you can have solid fourth quarters. And I think that's something that we should pay attention to once the season starts is how they play the entire game. Um, I think that that will be a really big key to their success because we saw a lot of times where they would get these leads and they'd blow it in the fourth quarter. And I think that that was one of their biggest things when they, you know, went down back in December. And I think they, what, they have like 50 wins in January? Uh, I'm trying to by think. By the time they got to January, yes, have
0: 50 with the record. Yeah, they were 25 and 25. 25. And t- they okay, were 550. 500. Games okay, sorry. Season. Yes. Yeah, that's no, what I said. You're good.
1: You're good. Um, but I think that that was, you know, that was a big reason why is because they weren't playing full games, and yeah. so early on, you have to see how these guys are going to be able to lock in and get that done down the stretch, because that's something that they need throughout the entire season, so that when they get to the playoffs, it's not like okay, like we have this big lead. And granted, in the playoffs this past season they had a few games where they kind of like lit up in the fourth and I think that's something that we need to see more consistently they
0: they knew it too that they didn't do themselves any favors when they got to the finals because of what they did in the regular season because they had to play themselves out of the eleven seed yeah that at one point that they were when they were 500 on the yeah to get so everything it was basically just non-stop playoffs yeah the last 30 32 games of the season for them at that point which was nuts so uh as the season tips off against the 76ers, I'm excited about that. Joel Embiid, James Harden, Tyrese Maxey He's one of my favorite young players. Now, given it's the opening night of the season, so it's yeah. not going to be the most crisp basketball. But early on, what game do you have circled as one you can't wait to watch?
1: You know, I'm really excited for... Um them to host cleveland
0: you took my game yeah i, agree I think though. was
1: that the game that i think that's a game that you might cover today. yeah like you might yeah. be there for that game
0: that's gonna be so good
1: yes i mean i'm excited to see that cleveland also another younger team they just got donovan mitchell yep. um so and he's a huge star in the nba so i'm excited to see that and also one game that i'm also excited for is when they face the brooklyn nets they face yep. them on the road I think two times first before the Nets come to Boston, um, but everyone's excited to see that you gotta matchup. Got to wait till like
0: December fourth for that. Game. Yeah, yeah, but I'm super that's excited. Basketball gets good. Is exactly,
1: in exactly. So I'm excited for that's the Cavs from the host of Cavs first um, in late October, and then for them to face the Nets. How about you?
0: I think that goes in. I can't wait for the October 28th game. Yeah. yeah, it's Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, Evan Mobley, who is just a player. It's just it's insane how smart he is on both ends of the floor, but especially when you see him out defend. And then Jared Allen, too. I mean, like, Ugh. those four guys, it's such a good team. It's stacked. I'm a I, Jared
1: Allen stand.
0: Yeah, and I think it goes to, as well, the teams we list off, how deep the East is. Because, like, the ceiling is another finals appearance. The floor, to me, is, like I said, Eastern Conference semifinals. To me, even Eastern Conference finals talent-wise. But you think about how much better the East got this year, and it just goes back to what they're going to be battling with. The Nets now should have 100% available Kyrie Irving. We'll see. What else he comes up with for not to show up for the team. But then you have the 76ers fully healthy. The Raptors making a jump. The Cavs. The Bucs with Chris Middleton now. We'll see how they can sustain it. Hawks, Hornets, Heat. Like, and then the Celtics. You know, you yeah. Don't even go to the West yet. Yeah. Of what those teams can be in those young stars. So it just shows how competitive it's going to be down the, down the edge for them. But I still see like finals is written all over his team. You did it last year. You have the experience. You have the talent. You have a guy that's top five MVP in vote getting last season in Jason Tatum. Now I can do this all season. Yeah, and that's a guy too that he he seemed a little different at media day. Not have like that glazed over look of just like I don't want to be here. Just someone that he's still not giving the best answers, but you know Tatum's an introvert. You can tell he's a shy yeah. guy, but he's just more locked in of like talking about talking to media, answering questions, and mm-hmm. just not shying away from any of that. Mm-hmm. And that's a guy that wore the finals loss because I'll remember when we were waiting for Tatum. He came out with Marcus Smart, which to me, I was like, this never happens. Yeah. And Tatum maybe said 10 words the whole time they were up there. Marcus took a lot of the questions, but Tatum did not want to talk. And I think, again, that was a veteran move by Smart going, I'll go up there with you. I got you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Let me take this. S- yeah. Smart's older. He gets it. Tatum's wearing it. And that's a, that's a guy that w- wants it bad. Just, yeah. Can he do that?
1: Yeah. I think it's like, you know, when you see something like that slip away or slipping out of your fingers. Like they had such a huge opportunity to win the NBA title last year. And so I think that that's something that's obviously on the back of their minds. And given that they were able to reach it with a first year head coach or a first year coach, um, I think that, you know, having the task with Joe Missoula is obviously going to bring some challenges, but I think that they're able to do it again. Um, And so I think, you know, everyone on the Celtics team, especially given what they said at media day, what we've been seeing from, Them at practice is that everyone has bought in. Everyone has the same mindset. Everyone knows exactly what the task is. And you could say that about every team. Like everyone wants to win a championship, whatever. But for the Celtics, they understand like I've gone through, I had to go through these teams to get here last year. A lot of those teams look the same. Granted, the Nets are going to have Kyrie at full availability, but like we know what it takes to get there. So let's just do it. We added great pieces that really can help us on both ends of the floor. So for them, they're their own worst enemy, and that's what it's going to come down to this year.
0: It's going to be interesting, too, this year, what happens. Now, we talked about Joe Missoula and what he's going to have to do and how he's going to be. They're going to have the cloud hanging over him, too, with Ime And everything that comes out, like from the beginning, the mystery around it, how vague it was and... Wick said himself that it was a report that was leaked out. They did not want that info out yet. Whether they were going to do it, I don't know, because media day was that Monday, no matter what. Yeah. And that stuff got leaked out Wednesday, Thursday night, yeah. uh, the few days before. Yep, Thursday, but yep. at first it was, what could e have done? It's team handed down. We hear it was an inappropriate workplace relationship. Um, then to the point where it's, it looks like email was making unwarranted comments towards a female coworker that wasn't on the coaching staff, just worked for the Celtics. Right. Celtics staff member is the same as if you said, I don't know, works for AT&T. I don't know if they're right. the company. But just, you're working for a company, working mm-hmm. for them. Um, but everything that comes out now just seems like the Celtics are slowly distancing themselves. They suspended Emay for a year through June 30th, which means through the finals. To me, that says they don't want anyone else to get them if they just fired them. Suspend them. Wicks said decision hasn't been made yet, but they continue to distance themselves from them. I feel like whatever he did, maybe it's unforgivable in that building. Maybe not with the players, because they said he made a mistake. They still love him, think he's a great coach, but he made a mistake, and they're bought in from Zula. For Eme, it's a whole other story when it comes down. And it, it was weird in the beginning because of how vague everything was, and a little info. You're like, how are you going to suspend Ime for a season? It's also like the Celtics aren't idiots. Two wins away from winning an 18th banner, they're not just going to suspend one of the best young head coaches yeah. in the NBA.
1: Yeah. I think that, and even like you said, when all the information first came out, it was super vague. I mean, I still, to this day, it seems very vague to me. We still don't know Yes. We still don't really know what happened. And I do feel like as an organization that serves their community, I do think that the public is owed some sort of information as far as what went down. Everyone is wondering what's going on. Why isn't he here? Why not fire him? And granted, there have been reports that have come out and, you know, a lot of people are implying and assuming certain things, but we still for sure do not know. And I think that, yes, just like you're saying, they're distancing themselves from Ime Udoka. I don't think that Imei returns to the Celtics once his suspension is up. I think that his tenure here is over. He's going to have to find a gig or a home somewhere else, and obviously those teams are going to have to do their own investigations into what happened but it's, it's, it's very unfortunate because something that had nothing to do with basketball and the job that he was doing, and he did a great job last season, has such a huge effect on the team, on the organization, on the women in the organization who were dragged on social media when all the reports came out, which was absolutely terrible, but it's having this huge effect on everyone for no reason. And I think that's also just a lesson of, you know, just remember that what you do doesn't just affect you. It affects everyone around Simple you. Simple as that. Stuff like, you learned
0: from like when you are a kid. Yes.
1: And now your players have to answer for what you did. And now Joe Missoula has to figure it out mm-hmm. on a whim. It's just like now Brad Stevens and what they all have to figure it out. Yeah. So I think that, you know, like you were saying, it seems like it's, it could be unforgivable what he did. I a thousand percent believe that that's how the Celtics feel. And I would be shocked if Ime came back yeah. next October and was the head coach of the Boston Celtics.
0: For a guy that preaches discipline, you know, being on time, doing the right thing, being a man, like he just didn't have control. And it just blew everything up. And what I've said about it too is on the surface, you're like, this is one. This is an NBA head coaching job. But it's not just that. This is a top five, top ten job in all pro sports. All sports. It's the Boston Celtics. All sports. Yeah, exactly. It's the Boston Celtics. Worldwide. The Dallas Cowboys. It's the Boston Red Sox, the New York Yankees, Mm -hmm. however you want to
1: put it, right? New York Knicks, all of them. Yeah.
0: And you took it, and like you said, nothing had to do with basketball. You blew it up. Like, brother.
1: You just... Gotta have more self-control. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: And the one report that jumped out to me was, it was it was another Woj report where he said, Sources told ESPN the Celtics won't stand in Udoka's way should he have the chance to become a coaching candidate elsewhere. And, and you know what on, that means. That basically means, yeah, if you want to take this mess on, go ahead. Because teams have inquired more info on it, whether they got it or not, I don't know. But that when when they say they won't stand in his way, like, that's how bad it is what he did.
1: Yes, and so also now now that, you know, and I'm, I probably missed that report, but now that you're bringing that to my it attention, thank you, Lions, thank you. I think that... During the press conference about the Ime situation, Wick Grosbeck said that Ime told him that he was grateful for the way that the Celtics were handling it, whether that be it being super vague and them not giving out information about what actually happened, which could imply that it was something way worse or something that could have a huge effect on his long-term coaching career. But by that report that you just said from Woj, from what Wick said, it pretty much is saying like, okay, this is what happened. We are mad about this happening. Your time is up here, but we're going to leave the door open for you to move on somewhere else. Like we're not going to completely tear you down that you don't ever get a job anywhere. Um, And so I think that that's, what's going to happen come next season, whether that be an assistant role somewhere i don't know player development like whatever that may be for him he obviously is well connected in the basketball community especially the nba community yeah Um, but at the end of the day and this will come out like all the information will come out at some point i don't know if it comes out when he moves on to another team or if this doesn't come out until his coaching career is over or until something else happens which we hope does not happen yeah so
0: and it is for what it is with the you may like you mess with the celtics like it's like mob stuff, you know. Like, yeah. this is this is a made family. These this is a patriarch franchise yeah. of the NBA. It's not good. Yeah, it's it's not that good. is connected beyond what we'll ever be able to really fathom and really understand.
1: So. Yeah, yeah, not good.
0: Basketball is going to start next week. <laughs> I don't know the other way to segue, but it got serious. But it's right. I mean, that's everything Celtics are dealing with. Yeah, and we know a drop in the bucket of what they know.
1: Oh my god, absolutely. And now they're going to try to go play for a world championship. Yeah, after. All A- that time. 82 games happen. minimum. Yeah. yeah.
0: Stay healthy, do all that. I'm yeah. stoked for it. Yeah. The garden, as much as like there was the excitement in the beginning of the year, how bad that team was 50 games into the season, where it was like you could literally get tickets for like 12 bucks to the garden, to how tough oh it God. was to land those. It was
1: empty early in the season. Yeah. I know. Oh, of, man.
0: It was either Eastern Conference or it was finals tickets, courtside. Um, someone that has them sold them 90K each per seat. That's how much they're going for late in the season. Either Eastern Conference or finals yeah
1: that's od no. which is crazy because yeah like in november december like you couldn't get you
0: actually could not get rid of it. Would be people like yeah i'll go courtside ah it's a thursday night now nah, like right. i'd rather be home for dinner right that's what it was that's, now it's just like people exactly. are paying pronto price flying in and exactly to make that happen so the excitement's there i'm stoked for it it's gonna be another yeah. deep playoff run
1: Oh, absolutely. Who do you think is going to be like a, a standout? Like who are you expecting to have like a big year for the for Celtics? The yeah.
0: It's it's dumb because it's their second best player, but I really believe Jalen Brown takes an all NBA step. Mm. Uh, puts it all together, stops having inconsistent games. Yeah. Consistently plays great. And he's a second third team all NBA guy.
1: Yeah. I a thousand percent agree with you. Yeah, I think this is his year. I think that last year there was a lot of like, Again, inconsistencies with him and then him wanting to prove himself so much. And I think he went to lengths in the offseason, especially with showing us what he was doing in the offseason, too. Um, I think that this is going to be a huge, huge year for him to kind of silence all the noise everyone was talking about how the Jays couldn't coexist last season obviously they can and so now we're gonna see Jalen Brown really step up and really be that number two guy like you said for them and they I'm have hoping to. for it for championship
0: him. windows are really slim yeah you know you just never know what they can be you, you picture with the Lakers like what how many rings was LeBron gonna get you see sure. even with the bucks it seemed with Giannis, he only gets better what's gonna happen there yeah and for Jalen two years left on his contract after this he's making like 25 million a year a little more but you know he's lined himself up for a bigger payday. Can you go all NBA? Can you hit those ascended bonuses? Yeah. And then at the same time, you get all NBA. Then all of a sudden that opens up super maxes yeah. and everything more. Have the franchise by the throat, basically, when it comes to negotiations. You're holding their pocketbook if you right. can make a play. But I think above all, I mean, that's a guy that loves basketball, hears all the talk, and wants to shut it all down. So absolutely. It's, yeah, it sounds dumb to go with the second best player, but like I could see. Jalen Brown, most improved player in the NBA. I can see Jalen Brown, all NBA. Because yeah. we see the flashes, how great he could be, especially as a scoring defender. But now make it consistent. Yeah.
1: I mean, he has something to prove. And he, honestly, even being the number two guy, he's got stuff to prove to the Celtics fan base. And he might not think so. And he's like, what do you mean I have nothing to prove? But, like, you do. You do. You do. And I think for, for teams like the Boston Celtics, just like you, you know, you rattled off the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Knicks and the Lakers, it's championship or bust. Yeah. So, like, you have to go into this season thinking, like, okay, like, this is all we're going after yeah. right now. It's so. not the
0: Timberwolves or Blazers or, like, Magic no. or
1: Kings. No. It's
0: the Boston Celtics. <laughs> the expectations are sky high. Yeah. Hey, and I'm also really excited for this uh, podcast to do a full season. I'm Me with too.
1: You. This is so fun. You
0: we'll do weekly episodes. Well, there's big stories.
1: Yeah. Maybe twice a week, maybe two yeah. times. Maybe I'll get your voice back.
0: I like it this way. <laughs> oh, do you? Yeah. It's a little deeper. <laughs> a little sexier. <laughs>
1: Is it ladies? Whoa whoa whoa. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Cool. I forgot this
0: is a work. <laughs> sorry. But thanks for listening, guys. Tune in next week for the next Nets and Celtics podcast.